When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This farm has been in my family for two generations. I've always enjoyed the peace and solitude since I was a boy. Just me and my folks. Now, there's just me. They died a few years back, leaving the place to me, and I've been doing my best to keep enough cash coming in to pay the taxes on the land. Though why anybody'd want this place but me these days is beyond me. My grandpa was kind of a recluse and wanted a fair piece of distance between us and the city slickers, as he called them. It's about 15 miles to the nearest town, down a couple of worn ruts in the woods that turn into a strip more dirt than road before it finally hits the rural route to town. The old joke about you know you're a redneck when directions to your house start with. After you turn off the paved road. Yeah, that always used to kill him. Sorry, it's getting hard to concentrate. You see, my mind wanders. I'm leaving this recording on the off chance someone from town notices I haven't stopped by for a bit and sends the law down this way to check on me. My advice to you is to leave now, while you still can. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. The first thing I noticed was wrong was a couple of nights ago, when Sammy, that's my dog, started barking up a storm in the middle of the night. Not too surprising. We live, like I said, way out at the ass end of nowhere. And there's possums and raccoons and a few wild dogs living out in the woods. And sometimes, they come on my land to try their luck. Anyhow, Sammy's a good dog and just a few snarls from him is usually enough to convince most critters to hightail it back into the trees. But that night, there was something different. It was like he was crazy or something snarling and yelping like mad not a bark mind you a yelp y'all with dogs know what i mean that kind of noise they make when they're caught someplace between territorial anger and fear i grabbed my jeans shoved my feet into an old pair of work boots and i grabbed my shotgun figuring something bigger might be about now this ain't bear country, but in lean times, I've seen a wolf or two pacing the edge of the fence, testing the waters, so to speak, and once I'd seen a cat almost as big as Sammy out there. I shit you not. Now I don't know what it was, maybe a cougar or something. You'd have to ask a hunter, which, to daddy's disappointment, I never turned out to be much of. Slaughtering chickens or the occasional pig was as far as I went, and I ain't ever been comfortable with even that much. 
Where was I? Oh yeah, Sammy and the chickens. Like I said, I went running out into the dark, but there was enough of a decent moon to see a bit, and the ruckus started up in the coop. It's around the back of the barn, and anybody who knows chickens knows why we keep that coop as far from open windows as possible. So there I am on the front porch, and Sammy's straining his tether, but he's all hunched down, tail between his legs, but he's still raising all kinds of hell. Well, I figure something's going after the chickens, and I decide to leave him tied for the moment, because he just didn't look right. Muzzle all foamy like he was rabid. Anyhow, I ran to the barn and grabbed my flashlight, and the chickens are squawking enough to raise the dead. <laughs> I come out the back door and by the flashlight, I see something's torn a big asshole in the chicken wire fence, and there's blood and feathers everywhere. By the time I had the latch unhooked, the noise was already dying down, so I knew whatever got in there found what it wanted and left probably while I was still on the porch. I took a deep breath, and I went on in, seeing a few dead hens with bite marks in them. I made a quick count, and one was gone. Luckily, a wild dog or a fox, I thought. I spent a few minutes carrying them out and chucked them beyond the coop. Figured I'd bury them after it was light. The hens settled down by then, and I went on back to the house, stopping to pet Sammy, letting him know he did his job. He was laying down by then, tail still under him. He whined at me, but let me scratch him, and I went back to bed. I raised up about sunrise, and after breakfast, headed back down to the barn to bury the chickens and to mend the fence. More than a little pissed about it, cause I already had a ton to do out in the field. There's always the W's to do out here. Weeding, watering, and whatnot, as Daddy used to say. I had enough to jury-rig a cover in the hole, but it was going to take a trip to town to get more wire to do it right. As I walked out to the truck, I paused, realizing what I hadn't heard yet. Sammy usually gives a little noise at least, but I hadn't heard a thing this morning. His tether was chewed clean through, and I didn't have enough time to hunt him down. That'd be another couple of hours lost, and he's big enough to handle himself, I figured. It was well afternoon by the time I got back, and there was still no sign of Sammy. I tried not to worry too much, knowing he'd come back once he got hungry. I finished fixing the coop fence and spread their feed but they seemed like they weren't interested. I figured the scare and the blood smell made them skittish enough to want to stay in the coop a while longer. Hell, they'll eat when they're hungry too, I thought. I went into the barn and grabbed my shovel to go bury the hens, but they weren't there. Now I'm thinking the smell of blood might have made Sammy a little feral, and he grabbed him for a snack out in the woods. It was fine by me, as long as he came back. It's just one less thing I had to deal with. It was about an hour till sundown, 
and I was bone tired by the time my chores were done, and I was starting to get a little worried with Sammy still not coming back. I could hear rustling from time to time back in the shade of the woods, but it was too deep and too dim to see him. I called him a few more times, and the rustling came closer, but after a while, I gave up and I went on in. He had already had something to eat, and I hadn't. Now, the larder was pretty bare, and as much as it galled me, I knew I'd have to slaughter another hen, and soon while it was still light out, when it rains it pours, right? With a wary sigh, I went back out to the barn once again, stopping for my hatchet. It was near sundown when I got to the coop, and I could still hear the damned dog romping around in the woods, but it was louder and closer now, so at least he was happy and near. As I opened the door, though, the smell damn near made me gag. It was always bad, but never anything like that. I held my breath as best as I could, and I went in. The first thing that hit me, other than the smell, was the silence in the darkened coop. What little light there was reflected in their little beady eyes, but none of them moved. Not a flutter, not a cluck, nothing but those eyes watching me. I grabbed a decent-sized hen and I got the hell out of there, before I panicked or puked. The hen didn't struggle at all when I put it on the block, just lay there, looking at me. I raised my hatchet, took a breath, and I swung. One good, clean chop. The body dropped away from the head and took off, wobbling unsteadily while I waited for the damn thing to realize it was dead and drop. What came out of the hole, though, wasn't blood. More like some black, gooey crap that looked awful and smelled worse. And it just kept moving. The longer it wobbled around the yard, the more unnerved I felt. I mean, dear God, how long had it already been? And that was when I felt it. I yelped and I looked down at my hand, seeing the damn head had bitten a plug out of it. I sucked on the wound, reflexively, as the eyes continued to watch my movement. The last of the light had begun to drain away and I heard the rustling in the coop as the rest of the chickens began to stir. I swallowed and the blood from my hand burned all the way down, dropping me to my knees as I retched and gagged. And as I knelt there dry heaving, the rest of the chickens streaked towards me, little taloned feet clawing at me in a blind fury. The other hens had reached the door of the coop by then, and dozens of eyes now gazed at me hungrily. I crawled to the gate, keeping the maniacal headless corpse back by swinging my hatchet as the others slowly moved forward. On the other side of it was Sammy, but it wasn't him either. I just started screaming and swinging wildly, thinking if I could reach the shelter of my house... I'd be okay, but my hand was growing numb and streaks of black were already creeping up my wrist. I was covered in that black goo by the time I slammed the door shut behind me 
leaving me in a silence only broken by my gasping breath and the scratching and pecking at the door. I fumbled for my old tape recorder, knowing by the coldness in my left arm and the thickness of my tongue that it was too late for me. But it's not too late for you. If you're listening to this, then run. Don't look around, especially if it's getting dark. It's a long way to town and the rustling in the woods is only getting louder and sick as I feel. But I'm getting kind of hungry 